right, I'm starting this. Uh, I also eat. This is Jake Week. Oh, God. Yeah. These are the Jake best. Week. These are the best kinds. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, Ooh. a Star Trek podcast. This is episode 226. Ooh. Today, we'll be discussing two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Prodigal Daughter, and The Emperor's New Cloak. My name is Jake, and today I'm joined by... Caitlin. Wait, no. I'm sorry, yeah, you, Jake. you went out of order. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's your job, isn't it, usually, Jake? Yeah. No, I'm normally the one oh, that screws it, you it up. Oh, fucks it up? All right, sorry. Go ahead, Jake. Try again, please, hon. I'm sorry. My name's Jake, and today I'm joined by... Caitlin. Caitlin. And Caitlin. <laughs> and... Caitlin. Yes! <laughs> Yay! Thanks for joining us. Caitlin's all around. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so... Prodigal daughter. Oh, by the way, the the last Caitlin. That's actually Carl. Hello, uh, Carl's back. Hi, Carl. Carl. You'll Good remember you. Carl from last week as well as other previous appearances. Carl picks also, the most interesting episodes to be on. I am. I'm glad. Intrigued. <laughs> also, champion of episode 200's uh, trivia. Uh, oh, that was yeah, that was right. a lot of fun. That was uh, so much fun. Anyway, yeah. So this week we're talking about prodigal daughter and the emperor's new cloak. Yeah. So naked, naked Zach. Yeah. That's what um, I expected. But I was hoping. That's what I was hoping. But first, in Prodigal Daughter, so Miles O'Brien, the chief of the Empire. Wow. Nope. The chief of Deep Space Nine. The Empire Chief's back. Has gone missing. What? Yeah. Sounds right. Missing. It's a missing tree, a mystery, if you will. And he's gone missing on a, uh, Julian, you know, Julian knew that he was off going to hunt down his old buddy Dilby's daughter or Widow. wife. It's Bilby's, Dil- Bilby's wife. Dilby's wife. Chester's uh, mom. Chester's mom. So, uh, but he only told Julian that he was doing this and told Julian, don't tell anybody. So Julian goes to tell Cisco. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Cisco's, you know, a little pissed. But he's like, hmm, sounds like he went to this planet that, uh, you know, that I think Esri's family's from. So I'm going to go talk to Esri. So he goes to Esri. He's like, hey, Esri, listen, uh, any chance you could talk to your ma about, like, looking up what happened to to, to, to Curly? And we need to like, force yeah. these plots together somehow. Yeah, I'll call, Get I'll on call it, my Esri. mom. <laughs> she calls her mom, and her mom's like, oh, hi, Esri. I guess I should call you Dax now or something. Whatever. Lame. <laughs> um, anyway, what's up? What do you want? And she's like, hi, mom. I'm looking for my friend. He went missing on your planet. And you're like a big rich lady. And maybe you can, you know, pull some strings. She's like, mm, maybe if you come visit your ma. She's like, fine, ma. So she goes and visits her ma. And we also meet her other, her brothers, her other, well, I guess there's her brother and her other brother, not her others, her brothers. Norvo, who's this tortured artist, and Janelle, who is like a hard-ass, kind of jerky boss type guy. And what are the chipettes? There you go. Which I have to assume 
is because he has a woman's name. You know, oh, Janelle, like Janelle Monet. That's what I yes. thought. <laughs> and he's just like, he's got, that's why he's got such a chip on his shoulder. That's it's right. just because everyone's always like, oh my God, like, like Janelle oh. Monet. And he's like, I'm a dude. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're there. We meet them. They, there's clearly something off about these people. The mom seems kind of bitchy. Kind of? Yeah. Janelle is kind of a dick. Norvo's like a, as mentioned, he's an artist, but he sucks and he knows it. So he keeps destroying his own artwork. That creates new ca- artwork. And we kind of get a better idea of why Esri is the way Esri is. Yeah, seriously. Because um, clearly this is not a functional family unit. Oh my God, no. They're also like clearly very uncomfortable with her having been joined. They never say where dad is. Yeah, he, well. he he shoved firecrackers into his pouch one day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> See, I was, was like, I'm done! For, just I for was, a laugh. I was guessing that, like, the reason why they're all pissed off about her joining is because, like, you know, he ran away and was joined and <laughs> abandoned the family. There you go. He went out for some milk and came back with a symbiote. <laughs> so they do some inquiries. O'Brien turns up. He's been beaten up a little bit. Only some of the beatings were from the cops. I like how they threw that detail in. <laughs> Even in the future on another planet, a cab. Uh, the rest were from Keiko. Right. <laughs> anyway, so the, yeah, they beat the shit out of him, but he's but they're like, yeah, it's okay. And then he's like, hmm, I really want to fight. So I found uh, Bilby's wife. She dead, but I found her corpse rotting, but not so bad. I couldn't tell it was her. Ugh. You know, and I'd like to know what happened. So I won't bore y'all with the details. Turns right. out she got uh, like a, a no-show job at the mom's company through. Be- okay, let me take it back. Janelle made a deal with the Orion Syndicate to to bail them out of some kind of a uh, financial trouble that they were having. So- Sounded like he made they made some Ferengi disappear. Unless I'm mistaken. Oh God. <laughs> Well, isn't that what you, is that what I you got it from just, it? I thought I it was that, just well, funding. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I, thought, no, this, just I thought the syndicate cause... just gave them money. They yeah. might have also gone and bust some, some See, Ferengi See, because they mentioned like, yeah, the Ferengi came here and started like selling our stuff, the bastards. Well, no, they found a, they found a better vein. Well, yeah, they found, they found, they found is, the mother load. I, I guess and... I thought that, that the Orions made those Ferengi disappear. Yeah. No, the, but... the problem was that the, the Ferengi found the mother load and then prices shifted The prices, yeah, it caused a, it caused a, a, market shift that made the prices depressed but anyway janelle basically makes a deal with the orion syndicate to give him some scratch and the orion syndicate is like yeah we'll call you up when we need something so they call them up when they needed something and what they needed was to get fucking bilby's wife off their goddamn back because she needs to get paid because you know bilby died in the line of duty but you know obviously we have to keep it all on the level because you know mafia so we're going to give her a no-show job at your mine. You just got to pay her every week. Well, she kept demanding more and more money because, you know, the five bars a week wasn't enough, then 10, 20, 30. Finally, Norvo, the artist, who is like also the bookkeeper, was like, we can't keep paying. Like, Jesus Christ, this is taking us for all she got. So like, we can't pay this, some, this exorbitant bribe to Bilby's wife. So what did we do? Oh, <laughs> of course. We'll, mor- we'll, we'll murder her. Yeah. We'll do a murder. I uh, also, every time he said it, was making fun of it. I was like, murder. <laughs> so they do a murder on Bilby's wife. And yeah. um, 
Yeah, and that's where it's at. And then, uh, and he confesses it, and he gets uh, uh, Norvo. That is confesses it to. Well, really, I mean, Esri kind of sniffs it out, and then he's like, "Yeah, I did the mortar," and um, (laughs) and then he gets arrested and presumably beat up by the same cop that beat up Miles. And Miles is like, "Good." And Keiko. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, and and that's that's all that's all she wrote. Well, and then Mom is like, "Esri, tell me this isn't my fault," and Esri's just like. doesn't respond at all which i thought was gorgeous she drops several mics and then leaves so yeah and then another sort of interesting connection between our therapist characters very influential mothers albeit in different ways and whereas underneath all the complex layers of waxana there's eventually someone compelling esri's mom is just awful yeah she seems like a really just horrible bitch yeah Here's layers the thing, and though. layers of bitch. Yeah. It's bitch all the way down. Here's the thing, though. The question of, like, is this my fault at the end? Well, we can certainly go over the multiple ways in which her, you know, Esri's mom is, in fact, a bitch. How she talks down to everyone and tells everyone their faults and generally is just awful. Lots and lots of people have terrible parents that never do murder. So That's true. her being like, did I do this? Well, you know, mom, you didn't help. But ultimately, I find it sloppy and a little bit like, I don't want to say unfair. I, I don't the word that I want is leaving me. But Incomplete. like saying, <laughs> yeah, just saying that it was the mom's fault. It's like and also having Esri, who is allegedly a therapist, allegedly be the one to like, <laughs> just kind of not answer her feels like. I don't know. Here's the thing. When it comes to personal family bullshit, that trumps professionalism any day of the week. Yeah, I just... I, don't know. I mean, she drove her daughter to Starfleet. Mm. Yeah, but she not seems to love Starfleet. Well, yeah, what I mean, though, is like, she grew up a rich kid we have just discovered, and she's like, you know what? Being rich sucks. I'm gonna go join the no-pay Space Navy. Well, all of her, all of her bullshit is paid for that way. She doesn't have to pay for anything. No, I know, but she's still, got, she's like, got that uh, that golden parachute if she ever wants to quit Starfleet. Basically, mm. yeah, they live in they live in basically a, a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Oh, that house is lovely. That's cool. I th- I think I think I agree, Caitlin. You know, th- this episode is sort of this this is like according to the writers, this is the official worst episode of season seven. And oh, um, let's disagree. <laughs> Uh, well, that the, uh, the I, I don't know if I agree, but uh, it's what they say. Like everyone is supposedly uh, disappointed with it. I think I think it is written in kind of a it's it's a purely mediocre episode to me. And part of the problem with hanging it all on mom is that I I, I feel like she is you know she ha- she has done you know she's done cruel things. She's also I don't think that we have seen the impact of what she did to bully what's what's the uh, what's the line that Esri says at the end the constant drumbeat of criticism yeah. uh, heart carved up into a million pieces yeah. and and I don't know I don't know if we need to see like that like flashbacks or anything but like there's certain I don't quite see the connection between her you know she she kind of treats everybody as if they are members of her like 24 hour production meeting that is her life and that's a horrible thing to do, but I, I don't know if it's a murderously horrible thing to do. Yeah, I mean, in I reality. Think, yeah, I think they could have done more f- 
for her if they wanted to write her as like a like a narcissist like Kai Win mm. or they could have like a lot of scenes she she struck me more as as like a weird mom in <laughs> some ways and like I, I would have believed just on what we get I would have believed that she was like oblivious and distant to yeah. her children's pain see it's so interesting because for so much of the episode I kept thinking the mom's going to end up being in the Orion Syndicate. Yes, exactly. And it kept not happening. I, mean, I it used to apparently be in the original plot, and they scrapped that for reasons because because this episode also came together in days yes. because they wanted to do they really wanted to do a Cisco goes forward in time and meets himself and himself tells him not to do anything he did episode, <laughs> which is fun. Why not? But they could they just couldn't make it happen. So they say, okay, we've got two weeks. We got to start uh, you know initial photography ASAP. Uh, can we do an Ezri episode? Okay. <laughs> Everyone quickly write it by committee. Yep. And what's hilarious about that doubly is like, to me, this episode is like watching a soap opera. It's like being homesick mm. from school and watching a soap opera with your grandma. And like, you don't know who quite who everyone is. And it's like, who's, yeah. who's that? Who's, she's, he's why is artist. he mad? You, yeah. You've seen him in one scene. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. the artist. That's all you got to know. Yeah. That's, and that's perfect. That's yeah. a yep. really good way to put it, Carl. And that's why this is such a, you know, there's a lot of details that are ruined uh, in my in the writing, I think, and yeah. I believe that Mom's actress uh, was a cast member on Dallas. Uh, oh, I don't know what? who she played, but my guess is sort of they said to her, "If you come on Deep Space Nine, we'll let you play Jr." <laughs> and this isn't quite Jr. No. <laughs> so she was on Dallas, and uh, the Orion Syndicate guy was John B. the Genie. Right. The Ooh. oh, what really? Yeah. Bo-Kong. John Paragon. Wow, topical. Yeah, that that was weird. He like. Apparently passed away back in April, but the news only came out like two days ago. It's very strange. Wait, what is this? I don't know who genie? this is. Something from Johnny the Genie right? from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, the Mecca, 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 Mecca head, like yeah, that? the floating blue head. He he was the okay. Orion Syndicate oh. guy. Oh, he died. And yeah, he in this episode. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but like I said, it's weird because he apparently passed away in April, but it didn't become public knowledge until literally like two days ago. Hmm. It's very strange. The Orion Syndicate kept it under wraps. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think um, uh, Janelle was ever like, "Man, I wish I didn't make a deal with the Orion Syndicate." (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. But yeah, I can see this episode. Yeah, it's not all there. Like I read a great detail, and that's that Iris Stephen Bear apologized to Nicole DeBoer for this episode. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's just I mean, kind of wait. Blah. Who's Nicole DeBoer? Is that a uh, Esri? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's funny because Esri then apologized to him for. <laughs> I mean, she was fine. <laughs> in this episode. vaguely. Yeah, well, like, the thing is, right. it's, again, it's it's like I've seen worse. It's is it gonna make Metopolis? Christ, no. Am I gonna forget about it within a year? Almost assuredly. Already yeah. did. <laughs> but honestly, like. That's preferable to the episodes that are so bad you never forget them. Yeah. I mean, it's a big step up from Profit and Lace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about I mean, jamming with faint praise. I think yeah. the one problem <laughs> with it is that you look at it, and I, Jake, I think you said it. Or maybe one of you said it was like, wow, now Esri makes a lot of sense. Except before this episode, they kept saying she was way more put together before getting joined. Mm. And it's like, I kind of doubt that. If anything, what it really was is she was keeping that hidden 
and the getting joined actually just brought out the neuroses that her upbringing caused. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, so I, I mean, I've seen this episode before at least twice before this one. And I still was not remembering that it was the brother. Like <laughs> I was still thinking I like, like you, I was still thinking, Oh, it's going to be the mom in the Orion syndicate. See, because I, that's how uh, the fucking ex, that's the expectation of this episode. See, I had thought that it was going to be Norvo who'd brought them in, and that was why he was having trouble getting the books ready. He was having trouble cooking the books properly or something. Brought them in, meaning... Somehow got them involved in everything. Them being... The Orion Syndicate. The Orion Syndicate. Okay. I think you meant Marika Bilby, but what? You know, it's also just that they made the mom so shady. Like she just seemed mm. like a sketchy person and evasive and, you know, well, it's because she wants to dole out criticism to everyone else, but doesn't want herself to be open for criticism from everyone else. I guess so. Because see, she's a crazy person. See, I thought Janelle was the shadiest one. There was just something about yeah. his face and like his delivery of lines was just so flat and sharky that yeah, I wrote just, down in my notes. Janelle looks like he wants to fuck and eat his sister. You definitely brought up the fact that he seemed... No, you thought Norvo wanted to fuck yeah, her. Yeah, they both... There was yeah. some no, weird... I was, it, it was because he called her... Janelle called her, like, little girl. Oh, like, yeah. your home little girl. And I was just like, ew. I almost expected that like, to, like, be his her dad, almost. Because if your dad is like, oh, there's my little girl. It's still gross, but it's like... A normal type, like an acceptable kind of gross. Having your older brother be like, oh, you're home, little girl. It's like, dude. I mean, maybe if dad fucked off or exploded himself or whatever early <laughs> enough, he maybe took on the paternal role. I mean, maybe, but it's yeah. still it's still me, creepy. It creeped me out. So, yeah, I, I picked up on some weirdness there, too. Actually, maybe the father did commit suicide. Why do you? Oh. Because Norvo has that line. Well, you know, mother doesn't approve of suicide. All that blood on the carpet. Oh. oh my god, Jesus. you're probably right. That's wow. fucked. I didn't Ugh. catch that at all. That was a <laughs> fucked line, though. I was like, why is this line in this episode? I forgot about it till right Jeez. now. So. Oh, yeah. All right, well, R.I.P. their dad, I guess. I, I think Janelle's creepy because he d he doesn't have a personality. Mm. Yeah. At least Norvo has a has a personality. True. But I sort of I sort of feel like they were loading him up as like the the sort of nice guy who drawn into the darkness yeah i think they were very deliberate in misdirecting you into thinking that janelle was the shady brother and norva was the the misunderstood you know tortured artist yeah see i gotta admit i was i thought norva was definitely up to something to the point that i was actually kind of surprised that janelle had had any involvement hmm. i was like oh wow okay so he there was both of them i guess because again, it just—I guess maybe I just thought the mother was too obvious, and there was just something so off about Norvo. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying partway into it, you were like, "Oh, Norvo's definitely the one that brought them in, huh?" And I was like, Mah. And I was wrong, yeah. but he was still involved. Yeah. So, so at the end, Norvo ends up getting thirty years for yep. the mortar. I don't think he lasts a month, oh, honestly. No. Oh, I th no. I think the, syndicate, the syndicate's going to get him, right? I mean, oh, well, that's not maybe. quite what I said. I mean, the no, you're is, right. Like he, they made a deal with the syndicate to pay Bilby's wife 
And instead of, you know, keeping up their end of the bargain, they just did a mortar on her and... What happens you know. to the kids? There were some kids lying around. Yeah, I don't know. We yeah. haven't seen. At least the kids. we know Chester's okay. Yeah, we hope. I think. I think Keiko probably put him out an airlock. No. To be honest. Oh, poor Keiko, but also poor Chester. Poor everybody that, involved. That's why we haven't seen Keiko. She's on trial for <laughs> cat, cat, cat murder. Cat murder. Yeah. They 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 sent her to uh, Keisha four or whatever. What is How Keisha fucking for? irresponsible is Miles O'Brien? Incredibly, like, so, it's one thing. It's one thing when he get when he got ordered to go ordered to 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 go <laughs> track the Orion Syndicate, but now he's just like doing it for fun. Yeah, was this his idea? Because I know <laughs> yeah. he didn't tell Cisco. Nope. He told Julian because yeah. he knew Julian would blab when he needed to. But yeah, he just decided this on his own to go find yeah. a woman because she hadn't loyalty. tested him back. Just out of loyalty to Bilby, I guess, but like it makes sense for his character. It's still stupid, but yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I love how at the top of the episode, Bashir is like, "Hmm, I sense somewhere Miles is suffering. Must be a Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is that, like I, I sort of get annoyed at having to even think about Bilby like ten, you know, ten episodes into the last season, like yeah. Bilby. I do admire Deep Space Nine's habit of occasionally, like, jumbling up its least defensible plot elements in a bag and calling an episode. Like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck yeah, Bilby. Deal with it. Okay, Ira. Okay. Oh. He, he reaches into his beard and pulls out a little <laughs> slip of paper. He's like, ah, oh, yes, Mrs. Bilby. Bilby. I, uh, I loved O'Brien's civilian shirt. It was a really nice shirt. I want that shirt. He yeah, also think, looked completely natural in a hard hat. Hat, funny. <laughs> yeah, I think what this episode kind of... Because I know we all want to see Miles suffering. And <clears throat> I know they've ran out of time and money to actually fill in any of the investigation that he kind of did to find Morika. Mm. So it's just a kind of thing that's happening that you don't really get to understand any of. Because mostly it's just family drama. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little... It's a little uneven, I'm gonna say. It, it's family bad. drama uh, combined also with uh, it's it's they have a lot of techno babble, but it's even worse. Yeah. It's financial techno babble. Yes, I ha this is the line that made me realize this this was a horrible episode. Um, remember when the Ferengi opened up the Timar Two mine and there was a ten point drop in the price of Pergium? Uh, I, I can, I don't even know what that means. On top of that, means that's like a, that's like a confusing hat on top of a confusing hat. Pergium, we've we've Pergium. seen Pergium before because Have that we? was yeah. on Horta Planet. Oh, that's okay. what those wow. miners were mining. Wow. What a callback! So I say, bring okay. in the Horta to do your mining. Yeah, yeah, that's They'll true. It's a missed you. opportunity. They'll find there. the good shit. The Horta aren't into our organized crime. One of, one of the cops should have been a Horta. <laughs> yeah, or a little hat. Yeah. Who I imagine would talk like the Elcor from Mass Effect. Oh, maybe. Like if we were finally able to get them to speak, yeah, it'd be like, you know, maybe in Prodigy. Mm. I I do. I must admit, this episode gives me something I, I have always kind of wanted, though, uh, which is the, just the dinner conversation about being a trill. Like mm. that kind of stuff is really interesting to me. Like, like I, I always wanted like, okay, so like, what do you, how does your memory work jumping from time to time? Like, do you have to go into training to do it? And, and she's just like talking about it. 
in a very basic way. You think they ever have, like, because she's like, sometimes she can't remember, she's a man or a woman, so he pulls the dr- covers off. So, like, is there, like, a phantom limb situation ever happening? Is she, like, does she, like, go to take a step sometimes? She's like, whoa, why is my leg so short? Or, like, yeah. alternately, like, why isn't my hair this long? Why this? Why that? It, it's Where's my penis gone? I was, I was implying that without, yeah. you know. Does she get the sensation the of morning text. wood without actually getting morning wood? Well, that would be frustrating, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a kind of clumsy line when she and mom are having a fight. And mom's like, what do you? What would you know about being a parent? And like, That's the clunkiest line, because no mother <laughs> says that. You're just setting it up so Ezri can say, well, I've actually, been a parent a Let me tell you about all the lifetimes of parenthood I've had. I'm going to leave out yeah. the fact that apparently I was a crappy parent each time. But the fact, <laughs> as, as I said when you brought this up when we were watching these episodes, like, the fact that Ezri can recognize that she was, or Dad Zia could realize and recognize that she was a terrible parent means she's learned something about parenthood, in my <laughs> opinion. I think most parents don't realize that they're horrible parents. Mm. Well, maybe it's be- because Jadzia possibly had good parents and was able to see like, oh, yeah. that's what I should have done. <laughs> that's what Audrid should have done. <laughs> mm. Oh, so before we recorded, I-, I mentioned there was a fun little tidbit about Norvo's actor. Yeah. Uh, he later appears as the police captain in the Lethal Weapon series. The police captain in Lethal Weapon is named Brooks Avery. Whoa. Coincidence? Probably. Well, well, we don't think so. Well, so, I mean, I assume they named the character beforehand. I think casting someone who had been on Deep Space Nine was a coincidence. Because apparently in the Lethal Weapon movies, which I've not seen, the captain's name is Ed Murphy. So there seems to be this running gag with Lethal Weapon where... The captain has a famous person's name as their name. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Lethal Weapon is before this, though. The Lethal Weapon series from a few years ago. That's there was a, a TV yeah, he's show. He's talking about the TV yeah. show. I didn't even know that was. Yeah, a wasn't wow. like Damon Wayans in it when or you, some shit. I don't know. Uh, when you said Lethal Weapon series, I assumed you meant the series. Sorry, of movies. A film. Yeah, no, 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 television series. series. Okay, okay. Now I understand. I thought one of the Wayanses was in it. But yeah, bro- I saw that as a Brooks Avery, and I was like, huh. Well, look at that. Avery Brooks was in a like a cop show before. Yeah, Spencer for hire. hire. Spencer for hire. That's it. Was he yeah. leading it? No, he no, was. Uh, he was a lead, and there was a spinoff. Yeah, uh, Hawk or something. Of. Yeah, a man, a man called Hawk. Well, you yeah. know, uh, it's good to know because he hasn't shown up in the last several fucking episodes of this show. <laughs> I know, <laughs> not right? really. You know. Yeah. Hmm. He's just yeah. He's had a couple of like one scene appearances, but he's otherwise... been off with Odo. <laughs> yeah, you have to make yeah, room for Vic Fontaine. Well, seriously yeah. <laughs> though, it, it's it, it feels like it's becoming the Vic and Ezri show. You well, know they're I mean? trying to make know. up for like, oh, every other character has a shitload of backstory, and now we have to cram all of the backstory on this new character. Yeah, no, you don't though. Not really. <laughs> yeah, they really don't. I agree. Like, especially because they they knew those last season, didn't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Then what was the fucking point? Like, come on, guys. Like, really, Ezri should not have never have been. Ezri, Dax. Well, never have just. I just don't think they should have had Dax, a Dax as yeah. a main character. I think they should yeah. have just had. You know, they could have still had Ezri, Dax, and we could have met Ezri, and maybe it's a it's a recurring character that we see every now and again. 
Yeah, they did um, need another new character, though, because as I've said before, otherwise the only female character you have on the show yeah. is Kira. Well, they could have introduced fucked. another character, or they could have promoted, you know, Cassidy maybe to a full-time uh, yeah. character. Yeah, just had her on more. Or Lita. You know, no, there's other women more, on no, the show. No, more Lita. <laughs> I did, but that. I did you. feel like they were getting a little meta there, because there's that moment where she's talking about, you know, I don't think any of them were expecting a new Dax to walk into their lives. And I was like, are you talking about the characters or the viewers? Uh, no, the, the viewers knew. They are, They always knew. Well, no, that's true. I remember even as a kid, like, in TV Guide, they were like, meet the new Dax, like, months before the show premiered. <laughs> I oh, did really? love the line, it's hi, funny. Mom, it's me, Curzon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Damn it. <laughs> I thought it was great that Mom was like, I hate your haircut the first minute she saw her. I was like, oh, my God, that felt very familiar in a way. Yeah. Oh, God. What if, Caitlin, like, Mom I love had your the- haircut. Thank you, Ames. What if what if Mom had gotten freaky with Curzon once, and that's why she's that bitter? would be exceptionally awkward. Because Curzon got freaky with a lot of people. What if Ezri is Curzon's daughter? Ba-da. Whoa! I wonder if that's ever happened. Whoa. I mean, I'm sure it's not allowed, but I bet you it's happened in Trail Society, where Ew. like somebody has been like their own grandpa. Yeah. No, that's Futurama you're thinking of. It's like, oh, God, I remember my conception. Oh. And it was good. (laughs) Ah. I I always, uh, this is sort of why I'm always sort of disappointed whenever we go into Trill Society, because I I keep, I keep thinking like, oh, what's, what's their deal again? They're like, they refuse to like snobs, right? (laughs) They're like, they they hate, they look down on everyone. Yeah. And uh, the symbionts are like prized possessions. So that's their thing. They're 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 the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, the galaxy. I, I thought you were gonna say um, that's why you hate when they do the trill. They refuse to answer the gross questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, we get to answer. We want to know. Questions. That's what fan yeah. art is for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, now this. <laughs> Now, I mean, thinking about this, I I sort of feel like the, you know, the the ostensible plot of the movie is Ezri goes home, looks for acceptance, but instead it kind of goes off into this this brother who fell from grace thing. Like, is it is it that they did not want to? um, Because the the mother seems pretty. First up, I, I sort of felt like if you get a if you get joined on Trill, that's like a uh, a positive thing. Like people people fight for the honor to do that. Well, right? normally, but she'd not gone through the training or anything. Like that mm-hmm. had never been part of her plan. Yeah, she right. so her, her own family. Life. Yeah, her family was never. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but like her family was never really. Just as she wasn't prepared for it, neither were they. Like, we were saying, we imagine part of the training, like, they mostly train the eventual joinee, but you imagine there probably have to be sit-downs with the family, too, to prep them for yeah. it. Okay. And, like, you know, for the, and especially for this family, I feel like, I'm sure in her own way, Ma was like, someday Esri will come to her senses and come home. Right. And now also... she doesn't even have the family name that okay. further makes it unlikely she'll return. I mean, I would also imagine, though, that, like, that despite how almost every culture in Star Trek is presented, that perhaps the trail is not a monoculture and mm. like, you know, not everybody is really psyched about the prospect of, of, of being wormed up. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's just like, it takes a special breed. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to, it has to be something that you really want to do, but yeah. just so you know, it basically means your life as you know, it is over. 
Yeah. Um, well, these so, people, they are Trill, but they don't live on Trill. They don't, yeah, they don't live in the there. Federation. Maybe they, they, they don't true, share for... the values that a lot of other Trill seem to. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they found a great mine and said, yeah, fuck everything yeah, else. We're going to cool live on this mine. mine. Yeah, they That's were like, do we, a mortar. We could, cool live, we could live in the post-scarcity society, or we could go scrabble for money outside the Federation. So they're already kind of weird. Okay. See, if, I guess what I'm thinking is, if, if Mom is, is meant to be uh, narcissistic, she she might be jealous of Esri for being a, having the same, you know, having this sort of high status mm. lifetime's worth. Yeah. But she sort of, she, she's, she seems to accept her pretty well eventually, mm. I thought. But it's it's just it's it's all you know. I mean, I guess there's just a lot of sort of mistakes and half yeah. half choices in this episode. Yeah, no, it's like it's yeah. frustrating. It's like it's like you said, what he has said. Like it shows that it was rushed. Yeah, I concur. But yeah, Ezri goes home looking for acceptance, and instead blows up her family. One brother's in jail. The other, she says, like just just go go do anything else. And he's like, watch. She's like, I don't know, just leave. And mom yeah. is sad. Yeah, it's like yeah. what the fuck. Didn't they say they also had, like, servants or something? They said someone's making dinner. Yeah, no, yeah. Here again, here's a chance to learn more about O'Brien. O'Brien's talents are the following. Engineering. Private detective. Corporate auditing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wearing reading, that hat. Reading whatever that fucking language was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna say Trill? <laughs> Orion? <laughs> Maybe the maybe the universal translator interacts with your with your eyes as well. Nope, secret polyglot Miles O'Brien. <laughs> That'd explain a lot. He's just sitting there, you know. He's sitting there during that whole episode where Jed Z was trying to translate that. Uh, oh, the Victorian tablet. Just thing? being like, I know exactly what it says, but no one's fucking asked. So fuck him. Oh, Chief, you never said you could read ancient Bajoran. Well, you never fucking asked. You never asked, did you? I played the cello too, but you didn't know that, did you? Captain Picard knew. <laughs> Dicks. Picard asked right away. You look like a man who plays the cello. He knows I play the cello. He knows I build ships and bottles. Because <laughs> he asked. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I really do build ships in a bottle. The most important thing about Miles O'Brien, though, is that he's always smiling. Yeah. Oh, Jake found the segue. He always, he's always he doing. He's it. always. He's such a smiley man. Hey, speaking of smiley, <laughs> um, the other episode. Anybody have anything else to say about Prodigal Son no, okay. thing? No. Nope. Uh, there's nothing prodigal about Ezri. That's all yes. I want. There we go. Well there said. You go. Perfect. Anyway, uh, let me sit up to do this. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jake. <laughs> oh, this episode, it's like it was mathematically designed to be Ames' least favorite episode. I mean... I was mostly it's... bored, but Jake, tell us, oh, what, wow. tell us about this episode. Okay, so, in the Emperor's new cloak. Fucking A. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds well, about right. Well, we open up, we're in, a, you know, Quark's bar. He's thirsting after Ezri like he does. Oh, uh, God, which seriously, why? Yeah. Why? Um, and, he's, and he's bitching and moaning to, to Odo about it. And then he goes back to his quarters to, to, to wank. And he does a prayer to the great exchequer or the whatever, some, some, <laughs> some deity that he has to put little bits of latinum into the statue, which was cute. But, yeah, I thought I liked that. I thought that was fun, um, yeah. Anyway, so he's doing his prayers and in his last prayer, he's like, you know, and oh, and, and I want, oh, 
please bake as we like me. Ooh, I just want a little kiss on the cheek. I put in so much nice. <laughs> and then his doorbell rings and he pops it open and there's Esri. But it's like, like well, she's dressed like some sort, sort of street safe dominatrix. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's it's, good, like Caitlin. That's a great. And description. then she like, thank you. And then she pins him to the wall, and he gets he's getting a little excited, and then a little. she I mean, goes obviously to, she goes to do a stabbing on him, and then he's like, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> I thought you were gonna step on my balls, maybe, but this knife stuff is a little <laughs> too far. Yeah, we'll wait for the knife play for later. You brought you brought a knife to a dick fight. <laughs> 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 Don't they call that sword fighting? You brought a knife uh, to a sword fight, maybe? Anyway. Anywho. Fisting. Um, there it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, Quark figures it out. Oh, you're the other Ezri. You're from the Mirror Universe. Duh. Well, what is it? Oh, the <laughs> Grand Nagus has been kidnapped. Oh, we already knew that because Rom knew about it, but whatever. We were the busy Grand thirsting Nagus after has Ezri. been kidnapped by... The Alliance in the alternate universe, because he went there for some reason. And they're willing to let him go, but you have to bring him, you have to bring them a cloaking device. And Quark's like, fuck it. All right, whatever. So he and Rom sneak aboard Gowron's ship and steal a cloaking device. And was it Mar- I think it was Martok's ship. Oh, yeah, yeah it was Martok's ship. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was Martok. Gowron yeah. would not have stood for this. No, nor he would, would he have, have been found at Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah, so they 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 board Martok's ship, and you know, there's a funny scene that lasts about forty minutes too long <laughs> yes. of them carrying around and the looks cloaked. really bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would have worked as a as like a one off ten second sight gag, but they no, it's like a five going. minute scene Never of them ending. carrying an, a, a cloaked cloaking device, almost getting caught with it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. yeah. They bring it to the shuttle bay or the the the, the cargo, cargo bay. bay, and they're beam about to beam off, and then Martok's like, "Hey, you!" And then he has to throw down some wharf killers to try and get at him, and <laughs> and then they beam over to the alternate <laughs> universe just before he's gonna gonna uh, grab him. Wharf anyway, killers. mirror universe. We're on Deep Space Nine, and or or Terok Nor as it's called, and uh, there's a firefight out in the hall, and who bursts in but. A fucking human flesh and bone Vic Fontaine for some reason. <laughs> so Favorite lost. part of the episode. So um, fucking lost. Who gets shot immediately dies, and uh, Good. so there was really no need to be there. Nope. Because it's not like he contributed in any way to the episode. Not at all. No, but we did get him go hologram or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and then he gets shot immediately. Like um, what? But the yeah. Fuck? So anyway, they get fewer so, songs so, though. <laughs> yeah. Ezri and and Quark and and Rom they get captured by Smiley and and Bashir and put in the brig, and they're like, hmm. Well, we're gonna take your cloaking device and use it for our own purposes, but uh, and you know, Ezri, you're gonna you're you're screwed. You're gonna be in jail for a while, but we'll we'll let the other guys we'll let you guys go. We'll let you guys go back. And they're like, no, we have to get the Nagus. So with the help of Brunt, who's randomly there. Who's so nice. Who's super nice in this universe. They manage to escape aboard Brunt's ship. And it turns out Brunt is partnered with Esri. They're like partners in crime, but not in love. Yeah, not partner partners. And there's a needless scene where we find out that it's not 
partners in love. Because everyone and, has to be thirsting after Esri. Yeah. Every, everybody. 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 Except for maybe Worf because of because of past situations. I don't think Smiley is thirsting after her. Yeah, probably not. So anyway, we escape and we're going to go bring the cloaking device to the Alliance and, you know, because they'll certainly live up to their end of the bargain. Oh, yeah. Board the ship. Turns out they don't live up to their bargain. They uh, take the cloaking device and they're like, yeah, we're going to kill you anyway, but we'll keep you around for a little while because Ferengi have terrible luck in this alternate universe. Brunt mm-hmm. gets stabbed by Kira for re- for no real reason. To, just just to check it off the list because yeah, Ferengi yeah. has to die in every Mirror mirror every mirror Universe episode. Yep. Um, we find out, we now we find out that Ezri and Kira apparently in some kind of relationship. Uh, it's unclear like if it's if it's an like a real relationship or if it's just like the Kira kisses manipulates everyone? manipulates and kisses everybody, but Maybe it's both. somewhat implied that they're that they're like actually lovers. Anyway, uh, and that and then like Quark's like, oh, of course, yeah, now I understand why I don't have a chance. Um, and then uh, I don't know, other shit happens. They they do the cloak, but. Rom sabotaged it, so then Garrick's gonna kill them with some kind of murder juice. And sounded like the thing we saw last week in Covenant, because it turns you to dust afterwards, right? Yeah, or no, this one, no, this one caused you horrible pain. This This one boiled your boiled your organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, this is the this is the anti that stuff because of Rom's sabotage of the cloak. The Smiley and Bashir managed to disable Worf's ship. Oh, by the way, Worf is the captain of the ship. I don't know if I mentioned that. He's the regent, no less. They manage to disable the ship, and Worf just surrenders. Because it's the mirror universe. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He he, he was like, should I say ramming speed? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just surrender. Um, Thank you, Jake. That's great. So so Worf surrenders. Our heroes win. Kira... Dies right? No, no, she, no, gets no. Away. she lets her go. What? Ha- I don't remember what happened. She, she just walks go. away. Oh yeah, Garrick dies. Yeah, yes. kill Garrick oh, with yes. his own with his own juice. death juice. Yeah, yeah right. so it's this episode. It's Vic Brunt Garrick. Yep. Um, I don't know why they left Kira alive. They should have just. I mean, there wasn't yeah, like you'd... they were going to do this at more of this. Yeah, they yeah, knew they were going to the last in case. But they knew there'll be novels someday. Yeah. Maybe. Um, novels can be flashback novels. We escape back to to Tarak Nor and um Oh no, the worst fucking scene. And so uh, bad. Ugh. we see Lita and Rom's like Lita my So wife. many of her tits. And she's yeah. like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh Ooh, Ezri <laughs> And then Lita and Ezri go off to plow. And the Apparently. ghost of Gene Roddenberry just jizzes everywhere. Yep. In space. Yeah. And uh oh yeah, the Nagus was there. I don't know if I mentioned that. Nagus, <laughs> they rescued him. Uh he says annoying shit. Yeah, he was mostly there to be loud. In in an yeah. annoying There's voice. Uncomfortable <laughs> Kira Umak scene. Uh. Poor Mayhardu. Yeah, Mayhardu gets kicked in the nads, which are in the middle of his chest. Not every um, species keeps their genitals in the same place, Captain. That's most right. of his body is the middle of his chest. He's very tall. Oh, I sure. thought you were going to say most of his body is genitals, and I was like, "Wow, that's <sighs> that must be really uncomfortable." Yeah, I am. Love so I'm very glad. I think to be done with the mirror universe for a while, <laughs> at least for at least for the foreseeable future. Until Enterprise. 
I mean, uh, same. Because this episode is stupid. This was and the I don't greatest know why episode the was ever. At all. Chris's top top one episode. No, I, this will not make the top, but it was for me just the entrance of this makes no sense. Flesh and blood, Vic Fontaine. <laughs> Is such a thesis statement of we don't care anymore. The mirror universe only exists to be fucking bonkers. I've I've got it right here. I've got a quote from Iris Stephen Bear. Perfect. Though we tried in many ways to play it with a straight face at first in DS9, as time went on, it just became tougher for us to not see it as what it was, which was kind of a rather flaky alternative to what we had been doing. (laughs) <laughs> the mirror Quite universe the everyone yeah. well and I, I you know i gotta give them some credit for making rom an audience surrogate yeah. oh i don't know i got tired of it very fast yeah, yeah but eventually they, i was like be, yeah, they kind of overdid it but i think just the one, idea one that rom is there being like this universe makes no sense yeah you know, yeah. just, just to, but just if it's an alternate universe, it. it's really nice. The, the one thing I fucking adored, though, I think genuinely, oh, like no. all the things aside, there's the moment where, for the first time in his life, Rom is the most important person in the room, and he loves it. Oh, the, yeah. the installation. Yeah, when the he's installing the cloak installing and the he cloak. threatens Garrick, and Garrick has to be like, <laughs> that was great. Like that was genuinely wonderful because it's like Rom suddenly was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of also liked the like uh you're a little bitch compared to our Garrick. Yeah. Scene, but I wasn't really clear what they were trying to accomplish with it. It worked somehow. What did they okay, so it was just a stalling for time thing? So. Then yes, it did work in that case. But I do think there is so there's an interesting aspect. Like everybody in the mirror universe is basically not the polar opposite of their personality. Like, obviously, Smiley is fairly similar to actual Miles O'Brien. But has, yes. like, polar uh, opposite values. Yeah. But what I find very interesting is that Garrick's personality and values are pretty much identical. But oh, I have more great The quotes. big difference with this Garrick <laughs> is he's incompetent. Mm. Like, Especially like, the Like, our Garrick is incredibly competent and would not have fucked any of that stuff up and would have known that the thing was sabotaged and fixed it. Yeah. Here's my um, quote from Andrew Robinson. Because Andrew Robinson was fine at getting Mirror Garrick killed off. He says, I was really, really, really happy about it. I never liked those alternate universe shows because that Garrick was just a stupid bad guy. The <laughs> thing that's great about our Garrick is that he has subtext. There's a lot going on beneath the, beneath the surface. And if you don't pay attention, then you're in trouble because he's got you. But the mirror Garrick had no subtext. He was just a toady opportunist. And bad at it and just like not good. Yeah. 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 It's like in, th- in this universe, a- Andrew Robinson does good acting. But in the alternate <laughs> universe, that's more alternate. So he does bad acting. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with. I, I gotta confess, I, I think I kind of like this episode. Oh um, I hate, you know, I hate Ferengi episodes generally, and I hate Mirror Universe episodes on Deep Space. But for whatever reason, this one is this one is my kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of kind of stupid because yeah. I I don't like this one just because I find it so confusing that I tuned out a lot mm. because I couldn't tell. Like, okay, so we've got the Alliance and we've got. Whatever the fuck 
Worf is controlling now because Kira got ousted and somehow right. Esri's here doing a thing now. I missed a line that said that said Jadzia's dead, by the way. I totally yeah. missed it. Yeah. I could read yeah, it later. They mentioned it. Yep. I don't understand whose side literally anyone is on. I don't know any of their motivations. Zero. Zero yeah. of them have motivations. I mean, it's yeah. befuddling to me. If you actually think about it, you don't want the humans to win. This was the Terran Empire in TOS. <laughs> right. They're just going to reestablish the Terran Empire if oh, they God. win. But this time it's led by Smiley. Maybe <laughs> Smiley is the one person who can be trusted to Smiley bring in wearing democracy. wearing a fucking Canadian tuxedo this episode <laughs> with a crocheted vest. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it is, is, is I think we may have talked before, is if you use one of those D&D alignment charts, Miles O'Brien is true neutral, which is why he's <laughs> the same in both universes. Yeah, he's like saying nexus between between the alternate universes. Oh, God. I would believe I, that. I, I would love them to actually address that in Discovery someday. Like, actually, so here's the thing. Please no. Please don't. Smiley O'Brien was literally an enslaved person. Yep. For the better part of his life, treated like shit, has to fight fight for everything he's got, gets treated like shit by everybody around him. You know, S- Mirror Cisco treated him like shit. Yep. Bashir treats him like shit. No respect whatsoever. Somehow he's got like infinitely better life than regular Miles <laughs> O'Brien. He's the captain of the Defiant. Well, he's, he's the captain of the Defiant. <laughs> You know, he's, he's seized his opportunities, I, I guess. He, he didn't go to mind jail for 20 years. <laughs> he didn't uh, go to trial on Cardassia. No. You flatter me, sir. You, you flatter, flatter me. me. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah, think, no, this was good. I think, um, you know, one of the big troubles I realized with the alternate episodes on Deep Space Nine is they're not really all that campy. But this one kind of is like watching this and watching your Mirror Mirror show a couple mm. weeks ago. I sort of realized this is this is the only thing that gets within striking distance of Mirror Mirror level camp, I mm. think. And you've got yeah. it's updated. You know, you've got Rom in there adding some like '90s self awareness. Yeah, I think the answer was and, add more Ferengi and yeah. ladies kissing. Don't forget ladies about kissing. The ladies yeah. kissing. Yeah. <sighs> Ladies kissing so that the men can have boners about it. I was going to say, that, yeah. pissed, that, uh, that is one Excuse me, that... I had a boner about it, and I'm not you a man. You weren't a character on the show. <laughs> That's true. That yeah. did piss me off so much, though. Like, knowing that they shot down so much genuine attempt at representation just to have this, like, let's titillate the teen boys in the audience. Because that's what it was. It wasn't about representation. Right, yeah. It was oh, about titillation. no. Yeah. And yeah. It, that, I'll admit, aside, pissed me off about this episode, which I otherwise very much enjoy. I was thinking about where this lands kind of in the timeline because this is about the same time as Xena Warrior Princess, right? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. And there was, yeah. I would say, yeah. And I I feel like a year afterward, you started seeing like a lot of WB uh, shows with with named gay characters and people being actually out. Mm. So this, this might be kind of the last year of the kind of old, repressive, insultingly coy order. But it's it's certainly dis- it's certainly disappointing. I mean, Star, not, Star Trek is is supposed to be better than that. Not in Star Trek, though, is the problem. Yes, exactly. That's like true. They, they, That's true. They, there was talk of having a gay character in Enterprise, and that got quashed. And, uh, yeah, no. They until Rick Berman leaves. Okay. There is no 
good. Well, now welcome to Discovery. We've got yeah. many flavors of LGBT <laughs> representation. We got a lot of lost time to yeah. make up for. Yeah, it's Wilson, also, yeah. It's also interesting because I know Nana has also stated like she she didn't think Kira was originally supposed to be you know the bisexual mirror universe character. She just thought that if Kira wants to fuck herself. It's because she's a narcissist, mm. not because she would have sex with anybody, but because she specifically wants, like, oh, that's me, and I love me. I, I could see, like, with I think with the intendant, I think, like, she's probably actually mostly straight, but... Yeah, but her sex is sex. Her power over people. Yeah, she uses sex as a weapon. Like, hmm. I don't know that she necessarily, like... Like, she'll, she'll, she'll be with a lady... For the not necessarily because she really wants to, so much as it'll get her something. Like that's how I could see that working. Yeah, and she was she was using Ezra. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the thing with Lita was just fucking bad. Yeah, and Lita's just... l- l- every line. Oh, I'm so sorry, Chase Master Masterson. Yeah. Every line she delivers in that scene is just like makes me gouge my ears. Oh, I mean, I can't even. I'm sure when she got the script, she was like, "Fucking really." No, I doubt that. She, f- I, I'm, I'm sure she was like, "Yay, I got to play in the mirror universe. I well, get to be slutty." True. Well, yeah, I mean, that seemed like the ultimate goal of the writers on this episode was like, "Oh, we have to make sure that we get as many of our guest actors who have not been in the mirror universe in in a mirror universe episode because it's the last season, and you know, we haven't had Jeffrey Combs in the in the mirror universe, and we mm. haven't had Vic Fontaine." Here's another know. quote: <laughs> Iris Even Bear says about the Vic Fontaine thing. We just wanted to get Vic into the episode. It, add, it added to that lunatic nature of the mirror universe. So yeah, I'm right. It definitely did. It's I don't, just that I don't it's disagree. Just Ira loves this fucking shit. I kind of had hoped when he got shot, it was going to turn out he was an android. I still don't understand. Sort of makes sense. I so don't understand at all what the fuck Vic is. But no, instead Vic, Vic is... I don't I'm, know. I'm well, going to say... Uh, the alternate of what he is in the I real mean, world. So he's people. There's that. I'm going to say just for my own brain to not continue leaking out of my ears that he's the guy that they based the program on in, yeah, the, except, in the normal universe. Ex- well, right. That's the that's the one thing you could say, except they call him Fontaine. That's right. They do. Out loud. So unless Vic is modeled on an actual person named Vic Fontaine. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. yeah let's say yes. Okay. So somewhere out there, there's a Starfleet officer, Lieutenant Commander Vic Fontaine. He's a scientist, occasional singer. Yeah. Who's just like, like somebody like stole his hollow image. No, it's like, it's hey, like you look a lot like Jimmy Darren from the 60s. It's like how they were going to turn Bashir into an LMH and they just studied him for a day and was like, yeah, yeah. okay, you're like this. Let's make a program out of you. Yeah. It's funnier to think that just someone somewhere programmed Vic Fontaine. And then just all of a sudden Vic Fontaine existed in the mirror universe. Like someone was sitting there, looked up, like, who the fuck are you? I'm Vic Fontaine. You say that like you've always been here. I have. And suddenly he has. Ah, fuck. Okay, here's, here's, here's what I'm going to say. The, the prime universe is, is, you know, quote unquote real. The mirror universe is in fact, the ramblings of Benny Russell. <laughs> <laughs> no, the mirror universe is actually an aspect of the nexus. There you go. Mm. I like the no, Benny I ha- Russell I can, one. The only I can only assume that there is a, that there is an intelligent creator that is driving the things that are happening in the mirror universe. 
because it's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the mirror universe is like a like a, a long running uh, fetish hologram program. Well, certainly, like a golf this... club that went went too far, you know. <laughs> oh, and have you ever seen Carl the Enterprise uh, mirror universe episodes? I haven't. I've seen very little of Enterprise. I would say, honestly, you don't need context for them. Okay. Because they are completely self-contained, more or less. Check them out, because it goes all in on camp. And wow. also oh, yeah. because we'll probably call you back for them. Like, it just, they, <laughs> they, they very much, they, they learned the lesson, and we're just like, no, no, we're going to do the Mirror Universe, and it is going to be just total camp. That's I good. think you'll enjoy them. Because all this stuff about, like, the when Spock reformed the Empire, that was, like, bad, and it, it made vicious people attack them. And that, that, that's a bummer, man. The Mirror yeah, Universe should be run. cool. I don't know. Although, this is... I, I was going to ask this, actually, on what Ames said. You know, we defeat the Regent on this. Does that mean the Alliance won? Are they, are they the government now? Okay. Oh, gosh. We never really get into Emperor? that. Yeah. I mean, was, but, well, the that's world the thing. Like, what, like, Regent, is that, like... Is there somebody above regent? Is there is there like an emperor? Uh, that's they normally a regent is ruling in place of someone who just hasn't right come of age, age yet. Yeah. Or, something. or like he's is, working for baby Michelle. Uh, what's her her What's her last name? Uh, Giorgio there. Oh, the oh. Um, right captain. Uh, captain Giorgio. But what's captain her Giorgio. name? Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Michelle That's what I thought. Yeah, so he's he's the regent for baby Michelle Yeoh. Well, no, there's the Terran Empire, though. That's fallen. Okay. Shh. Shh. You never uh, know where... You never know where Michelle Yeoh will show up, though. He's sure. the regent for the rightful emperor of the Alliance, Alexander, who in this universe <laughs> is a badass. Oh, man. Right. That would be that awesome, sense. actually. No, I give up. I fucking give up. I mean, it would, well, good news, it would be we'll horrible, but it, it would make sense. It would. It would. It would. That is what that's, the Mirror Universe would do. That's the fan fiction. That's what you got to write. Oh, yeah. God. I love the Mirror Universe. I really like Brunt in this episode. I, oh, I, I was really thinking, didn't. I was thinking about oh, Brunt. I, I didn't too. expect that. He's so nice. That's Jeffrey Crombs as well, right? He, yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's so, he's so, like, I didn't, wouldn't have expected that out of the actor who plays Brunt. Mm. But he can, you know, he's really, he seems like at peace. Like, for one thing, he's at peace with the fact that he can't get with Ezri, which no one else on this show is. But <laughs> no one else knows how to be just, a fucking gentleman about this bullshit. Yeah. He's just the chillest guy is his yeah. role in the show. Yeah. yeah he's Here's my note. A- Here's my note about Brunt when we first meet, meet him. I'm like, I write down, and for no reason, Brunt. Later <laughs> yeah. in my notes. And also for no reason, we kill Brunt. <laughs> no, no, it's like you said, it's because that's the gag at this point. Ugh. Yeah. I, I can't stand that they have fucking in, like, gags like that, though. It's so dumb. Time for another Mirror Universe in-joke. Yep. <laughs> this made me realize that I think I like Quark and Rom, like, on the road better than Quark <laughs> and La- Rom in day-to-day life. Like, Rom, Rom usually does not make me laugh, but he made me laugh a couple times in this. And I think it was Ron like, that said, oh, sorry, wrong brunt. Sorry, wrong brunt. Yeah. That was example. funny. That I liked. <laughs> that was a good line. And, you know, similar similar to uh, James Darren, you know, last time, you know, brought Rom, Rom's there for a reason. You know, he's not he's not just the yeah. bullied engineer all the time. He, he so, so, That's okay, brother. I'm not thirsty. That was yeah. funny. What was that again? When, when, uh, when, when Quark tried to go along with him to install 
the cloak. And they're like, he's an engineer. You're a bartender. What do you do? Mix him a drink? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, it's a good thing uh, Rom tagged along on this little adventure. Because originally the Neg is only called Quark. Yep. And if you know, if Quark didn't <laughs> Which, hold wow, ramen... What an ill-advised choice. Well, here's the thing about that, though, is Quark needed Rom to help him carry the cloaking device. Yeah. Which, God, that scene looked bad. It did. Like, I know they, they, they try... They, the two of them, I, I swear to God, Armin and Max are, like, the cutest guys. The two of them practiced for days how to carry something invisible in a way that was consistent. They couldn't do it. They gave oh. them these, like, dowels on these, like, pieces of string or something to try to keep, mm. make them stay a certain amount of room apart and also yeah. keep their hands static. Mm. And yet still, when they go around a corner, you're like, oh, they just dumped it on the floor ten times. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So he needed Rom to help him with that. And then they weren't supposed to go with Esri. They ran They ran and joined Esri because Bartok was going to murder them. Yep. Oh, yeah, it makes you wonder what happens when they get back, doesn't it? We're never going to know. <laughs> and they're both alive in the future, so now Cisco calmed him down somehow. <laughs> Off screen because apparently Cisco no longer gets screen time. Yeah, or the Nagus paid him off. Oh, that could be it. Could I could see it. that yeah. being it. Although, like, there's a huge. I mean, I know the Frangie aren't bound by, it, but there is a massive Prime Directive violation going on here. We're introducing this technology to the a fucking universe that doesn't have it. Yeah. Well, and technically, Rom could be on the hook for that. Like, not Quark so much. It sounds like he broke it anyway, so it's probably Oh, that's fine. right, that's right. He installed it wrong and fucked it all up on them. Maybe it fried a few circuits. But yeah, no, they could probably still maybe reverse engineer it. Possibly. Yeah, I'm sure Smiley, give him ten minutes with it, he'll figure out how it worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He built a Defiant from <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, don't worry, boyo. I'll figure out what makes this fucker tick. That's true. <laughs> that's oh, a crazy God. thing. Because they go out of their way to never explain anything in the Mirror Universe, but to make it as confusing as possible if you're trying to make any sense of it. Mm-hmm. Yet, they spend like five minutes of Zek giving you exposition on how he got there. And it's like, I don't need any of this. This is not the <laughs> stuff I need to make sense of. You fucking idiots. There yeah. is something charming about Zek's optimism. I'm just going to go go into the wormhole and it'll be fine. I'm just going to go to the mirror universe and it'll be fine. Like, well, it does bring up the question of like, what, what is other species agenda regarding the mirror universe? Like, of course he's going to go there and try to establish a business relationship. You know, it's his job. Yeah. Um, He's going to go back right away. And it's totally, it is. Do you think is, um, is Wallace Shawn sick in this episode? He really looked sick to me. I don't know. Why does he did did he have an illness that ended his life at some point? He's still no. alive. No. Oh yeah, he's right. Alive. He's still that's right. Okay, good. Well, sorry, Wallace Sean. Glad Maybe, you're yeah. still alive and kicking. Maybe I'm just old. double annoyed by his voice in this one. I, <laughs> yeah. I I think I said before, it, like I like Wallace Sean's voice normal, but like when he pitches it up higher for Zach, oh, it's yeah, like the, it's worst the worst thing. Yeah. Quack. And he shouts every yeah. He does. He doesn't have a quieter mode. Oh than yeah, it's 12. like to- it's like Toad in the Mushroom Games. It's like <laughs> you know, like, like hey Mario. It's never like hey Mario. Same with <laughs> same with Zek. He's never like 
Hello, Quark. It's great to see you. It's Quark, my boy. Always. You know, they're making an animated Mario movie, and if they don't get Wallace Shawn to play a toad, they've mixed Mr. Trick. Oh, dude, Ooh. they should. That would be great. Is he still Excellent. doing work work? I don't know. Didn't you I, say you just read he something is. he did recently? He was doing, I mean, he was doing voice work as recently as a couple of years ago in Family Guy, so. Yeah. Oh, really? He's, he might at least do voice work still. Toy Story 2. Oh, yeah. Right. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the uh, pig, I believe. No, no, that's um, oh. Rats and Burgers. Oh, he's, he's the dinosaur. He's yeah, the dinosaur. He's Rex. Rex yes. the dinosaur. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That sounds Yeah, really so, good. you know, maybe he's doing less, like, live action stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah, his he voice did. as Rex the uh, Dinosaur is not the Zek voice, thank God. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. No. But yeah, I, can, right, like, I can hear it now that I'm thinking I'm not thinking saying you should it. do the Zek voice for a toad. I think his default voice would work fine for a toad. He did. <laughs> did anyone see his movie a few, a few years ago about the adaptation of The Master Builder? No. I, I liked it, but everyone else seems to hate it. I, I thought he did kind of a, re, a performance that was kind of restrained for him and interesting. I've never but heard not of this here. movie. I've never heard of this movie, so I assume mm. you mean he did a live action Bob the Builder? Uh, it's <laughs> uh, three, it's uh, Ibsen, the Ibsen Master Builder. Okay. Oh, I've read some Ibsen. Not that one, but I do yeah. know some of his work. Yeah, Nora, uh, well, had a, had a Gabler. Nora Gabler. <laughs> Lose my playwright's license over that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> It'll still be the episode, but. <laughs> but don't Nora worry, Gabler. nobody listens to that, so you're safe. Your secret's safe Thank with you. us. Sad face. It's the mirror universe. It's, <laughs> uh... Yeah, there we go. Mirror Carl doesn't know. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I knew it. Oh, here's a minor note that I found. In that, uh, I guess there were some rumors going around since, you know, it's seventh season. We're going to get to the end at some point. People were worried that they were going to kill off Garrick. And they were like, oh, God, no. So they said, ah, if we kill Mirror Garrick, that'll alleviate everybody's fears. <laughs> it's the alternate universe uh, where everything is alternate. There we go. Mm, that is the alternate Garrick. choice. I don't know. That would make me more suspicious that he would also die in the Prime universe, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, they killed off Spock, quote unquote, at the start of Star Trek Two. Yeah. And then they actually did kill him off at the end of Star Trek 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Damn. I always assumed the reason, half the reason for that scene was so that if it got out that Spock died, people would be like, oh, okay, it was yeah, this. Yeah, talked about that. That's why Absolutely. they did it. Oh, that is why they, okay, good. Yeah. I'd forgotten. Smart guys. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it, it had gotten out, I think it was leaked like years in advance, wasn't it? Like somebody, uh, there, there's a conspiracy theory that Gene Roddenberry leaked it himself. Yeah, I heard that one. That's one of the popular ones because he was yeah. he was pissed off that they would kill off Spock. Yeah. And then the, and then the other rumor is that he also leaked that in 3 they destroy the Enterprise and they're just like, God, go away, Gene. No one likes you anymore. <laughs> Executive He's like, wait, I haven't told you what happens in the fourth movie. Let me tell you about the werewolves. And they're like, you're senile. Go home, you're drunk. Oh, dear. I like I like Worf in the Mirror Universe. I like the Regent. I could watch that performance for a while. Yeah, it's clear I like that the, Michael Dorn is having lots and lots of fun. Yeah. It's clear that the Regent is talking about some kind of butt stuff with Kira in this episode. <laughs> Like oh, I feel God. like this. I feel like the Regent is Worf as a TOS Klingon. Yes. Ah, okay. That's oh good. yeah, that's a good way to put it. And and including the butt stuff, probably. <laughs> yeah, I like, noticed this it? episode is directed by Lavar Burton. Yep. Who also Ooh. directed the previous um, Mirror Mirror episode? E thing. Oh, 
Nice. And he basically said, like, the, the thing that I walked away from this episode knowing was, Michael Dorn knows how to have fun. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Some I don't know if they ever make a Worf series, but, like, just watching Worf cutting loose after mm. all he's been through. I like it. He's just hanging uh, out, drinking a lemonade, mowing his lawn. I would yeah. watch this show. A yeah. uh, uh, prune lemonade. Blended. Someone's 50-50. been like using his recycling bin. <laughs> he like leaves a passive aggressive note how his neighbors are, are without honor because they're <laughs> misusing his recycling bins. That's what it is. It's not Captain Worf. It's Mr. Worf, Worf becomes head of his HOA. <laughs> oh my God. President Worf. <laughs> <laughs> I have had enough with these pataks. I shall run for head of the HOA. Oh my god, I want this show. <laughs> he's wearing like shorts and boat shoes and like a polo, but he's still got the oh, yeah, still got the bandolier, the, the bandolier, Baldrick. whatever. Baldrick. Baldrick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I don't know. No, he always wears that. Even naked in the shower. I there, hope we get some yeah. lewds where there, it's there's an episode his, where he has to win a surfing competition and he's still wearing it. Is it against Batman and the Joker? Uh, no, probably the old head of the HOA who's always trying to undermine him and get his position back. I love it. It could be a metaphor for our current political climate. I, I love it. I want the show. Let's do it. Let's get let's petition Paramount. It's yeah. the show we all want, really. Dear Paramount. Let's get a Kickstarter going. Yes. I would do it. I would really do that. I would love that show. I mean, I don't have any other ideas except for like literally what I just said about the recycling bins, but I'm sure we could come up with more. Oh, yeah. Someone's dog keeps shitting in front of his his part of the yard or something. I don't know. We, we'll find it. It's there. Your dog was there on her. <laughs> we called the dog Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another very, very minor note. Julian's hair, Mirror Julian's hair is a little better, but the yeah. scruff was wrong. Mm. Oh, they didn't give him enough time because last mirror episode he had more scruff. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. This just looked like a five o'clock shadow. Better, better access to razors these days. I mean, the thing is, like, the problem is, unless you're unless you're like, you know, tending to that five o'clock shadow look daily, you're going to get various stages of growth. Yeah. Like, Cause it, cause if you, you can't just let it always grow because then you just have a beard mm-hmm. Yep. and if you shave it every day, you just, you don't have a beard. So I can understand how, like, depending on the cycle, like say, say mirror Julian shaves once a week, yeah. maybe last time we saw him, we saw him on like a Friday <laughs> and, and now we're seeing him on a, on a Wednesday mm. or something. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It could be. Oh, there was an I'll actor in some. Some show we worked on a while ago who just, his facial hair just grew real fucking fast that he would literally shave right before the show started. (laughs) And by the time the show was over, he'd already have a five o'clock shadow. Bob Crane was in your show? My, uh, my. Isn't that that who I'm thinking of? The guy from, uh. Hogan's Heroes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, my uncle actually, like, he'll shave in the morning. And if he has to go somewhere moderately nice in the evening, he'll shave again. You guys ever yeah. seen the Santa Claus where Tim Allen shaves his beard off, but then full Santa beard again seconds later? It's like Homer Simpson. It's a problem yeah. that no yeah. one really talks about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's how Homer's does too. 
Which I'm kind of glad because naked faced Homer Simpson is really disturbing. It's always a little like weird. to the yeah. point where matter, I never... when you think about like how Homer Simpson's like beard actually just grows in a ring around his mouth. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure I even understood that it was a beard until I watched him shave it off. Like I'm not sure what I thought was happening there, <laughs> but I wasn't reading beard. Like <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. Wait. You know what I mean? It's a, I don't it's, know. It's yeah, a no, leftover I, I from the original animation style, which was not yeah. people. No. Which is why, like, that family's the only family that looks like that. Yeah. It's so All funny. right, well, we, we've moved on to Simpsons stuff. Do we, have, do we have anything else about this, or are we ready to... I have more uh, Simpsons stuff. No, I don't. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know if, this is, if you've discussed this. I, I've never been a fan of the Intendant as a character. We've had a lot of alternate Nana visitors across the series, and sort of, this is almost sort of the only one that doesn't work, in my opinion. This episode uh, or this character? Oh, this this character. Oh, see, I, um, I like yeah. the intendant just because it's it's so clear how much fun Nana is having. Yeah, that I he think, sells I it, it enough that I like it. I I feel like it's I feel like that she is like an actor who I feel like she's good at acting with people, and as for whatever reason, as the intendant. I just feel like she's kind of kind of a lonely cosplayer a little mm. bit to to me to me. She but, did feel uh, kind of like at least in this one she was just there because she had to be. Yeah. Like I think in her earlier appearances she was a more compelling character. Mm. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I, I will agree I think in this one it was more just like okay, it's our last mirror universe episode. Get everybody in. Get them in. No, no, no. That's also funny because I know Nana has said like basically of the mirror ep- mirror universe episodes, this is the one she thought she nailed the character. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, I would say I don't think I I don't think that she ever didn't nail the character, but I know what you kind of mean, Carl. Mm. It's almost like she usually acts with people, and in this, she's just kind of acting at people. Yeah. Tying into the whole like. Yeah, Kira, sex I, is a weapon thing. Like, because yeah. no one, no one's on her level. It feels like, in a way, or she doesn't think the, anyone's on her level. The character very much isolates herself. Yeah, as yeah, a character, whereas Kira, Kira's always been in some way, shape, or form about her relationships, whether it's with her cell, with Odo, with the prophets. You know, eventually, yeah, the prophets. Eventually, with Cisco and the rest of the Starfleet people. When she lets her. And with every high school boy she dates, who sends her notes, <laughs> check like yes or no. Do you like me? Her, her various resistance boyfriends, indeed. Uh, Brian in that one episode of Family Guy that I just found out she was in. What did oh, she really? play? She she played a woman who dated Brian for a while. Ew. And she also has played a bunch of, I guess, random background characters. But yeah, no, I, I only found out because I was watching. A random episode the other day while I played a phone game, and in the credits I saw Nana Visitor, and I went, wait the fuck, what? <laughs> she's also in an episode of Doogie Howser. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Where she's Great. like a young pop singer, and I almost shit a brick. I was like, oh my god, it's Nana, wow. even younger than she was in Deep Space Nine somehow. Wow. Yeah, I always cool. find it very funny when I see actors who start, who, who like, do voice work in things, because I always feel like voice acting and, like, film acting or stage acting... All entirely different skills, like Very, yeah. definitely phenomenally different. So I'm like, when people can do both, because I know like they just released, and this is going to date us a little bit. Uh, they released recently the um, voice cast for Prodigy, and I'm like, this mm. show might be good. Look yeah. at this cast, and we'll see. Well, I'm sure I'll either love or hate it, and there'll be no gray area at all. 
Yes. I, I'm also not sure how much of it voice work she does. Like, I didn't look into it. It could also just be a side effect of the fact that Seth MacFarlane loves having Star Trek people on when he can. Yeah. That's true. So, and of course, we'll see him like two or three times on Enterprise. Who, Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, he's an engineer. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. What a little nerd. I love him. Yeah. I really do kind of like Seth MacFarlane. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Also, best he is, holiday, he is he is. Holi- best holiday slash winter album I've had that I've gotten in the last several years. I would say it is I'm, a pretty. I'm good. looking forward oh. to if and when because I haven't che- I haven't been following at all um, when Orville comes back because I do think Orville de- does hit a stride. I do have. To I really have to finish watching watch it. That. Yeah, well, we should. Um, I've only watched the first like four episodes, so if you ever want to try it together, yeah, I'd be willing to uh, do it. But if we're gonna you know do that, we kind of have to ten fo- forward it. This fucking episode. Yes. Mm. Well, speaking of how hot it is here today, <laughs> next so week we're going to talk about two episodes, Field of Fire, ah, which hot. is what my house feels like right now, and Chimera, or Chimera? Chimera. Chimera. Chimera, which is like, is it literally, so are we talking about the three-headed beast with a scorpion tail, or are Probably. we talking about a biological mixture mishap type sitch I'm it is so hoping hot. we'll find first. out next only week only one way to both. know join us next week or you could watch it on your own you know but but yeah but if you liked this and you want to hear more and you want to see what we think next week you can uh, find us where all fine podcasts are sold around SoundCloud Spotify Stitcher as well as Google Podcast and Apple Podcasts you can also check us out on our various homes on the web if you want to interact with us on the Facebook.com, you can go there to Facebook and search for A Star to Steer Her By. We are on Twitter, I almost said Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast, or you can visit our website, SSHBpodcast.com, and read some of the neat shit we've written over the last however long, several years. Carl, do you thank you for joining us again? Is there thank anything you. else that you would like to, to tell the friends at home about that they should check out? Check out the Minnesota Fringe Festival, digital and online, in early August 2021. And Unreliable Narrator presents Stockholm, a uh, comedy about horrible work environment. Check out <laughs> unreliable-narrator.com for details. Definitely check it out. I know every time we meet, I wind up bringing up something brilliant that Carl has written, but he is oh, fantastic, fantastic and prolific. And you should check out all of it because all of his work is lovely. Thank you. You're too kind. Nope. Just the truth. Another week with no, uh, yeah, no yeah. rules of acquisition. But uh, like every other week, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Carl. Hell yeah, it has. All right. Thanks again, Carl, for being with us. And thank you, listeners. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Peace. Bye-bye. Make sure to donate to your uh, ex-checker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.